private practice owners, it's time to change the status quo that's leaving us and our staff burned out and our patients dissatisfied because we don't have the time nor the energy to give them the care that they deserve. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Rombach. If you're ready to rewrite the rules for your own practice so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while delivering better patient care, then join us for inspiring interviews with thought leaders in the medical industry. Each week, we discuss improvements to operational efficiency, reducing provider burnout, increasing access to meet patient expectations, and introducing the next generations of healthcare innovation. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. Many healthcare providers are not being paid for their worth. So how do we deal with it? Some of us might have ignored it because we don't want it to be confrontational. Others might have voiced up but didn't get what they deserve. Some might even be too afraid of change or move outside of their comfort zone to begin with. Regardless, our situation has become the norm of what the quote-unquote standard is and employers think that we have just settled with it. Today, Fetna Morinsi shares with us how she stood up to her self-worth. She walked away from a permanent placement that didn't consider her true value and decided to become a traveling PA who has been successful for the past five years. Where did she get the courage? Let's find out in this episode. Fetna is joining us and what we're talking about is in healthcare, so many of us know we might have a stable location that feels secure, whether it's your own practice that you're running, you belong to a hospital or organization, but some of us also wanted to test the water of how do we do travel work? Uh, the whole world of low-income getting paid can be substantially higher, but yet how do we get to that point? So Fena has been a physician associate since 2014, and she is also certified as a nutritional coach uh, with a NASM. And prior to that, she was being certified leading trainings, personal trainer, and strengthening conditioning work for many years um, before she switched a career into our world of medicine. And she's passionate about promoting health and fitness, particularly in Black women community. And she's also passionate about teaching women to level up where they came from and then really go into the career, the passion, and they deserve to be valued, deserve to be paid for their value. And that's what we're talking about uh, today is what does that mean in the world of low-income and how do you ask for the price that honor your true value? So Fena, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I know there's so much on your world and you've been in Locom for how many years? Five plus, right? Yeah, this is year five. Awesome. How did you get into it? Oh, you know, it wasn't something intentional, but when I did get into it, I realized the value of it, um, how I can maximize my time and maximize my pay as well. I got into it in 2018 
2017, the practice I worked for, um, they basically gave everybody a 60-day notice. It was a joint venture, um, a very small practice, and they gave everybody a 60-day notice. And we know as PAs, it takes more than 60 days to find something that you truly love and that you want to be part of. And during the interview process for permanent placement, I'm going to say, or permanent positions, I just wasn't finding anything that I can see myself growing. I can see myself saying, oh, this is an organization that I wanted to be part of. Uh, Matter of fact, I do remember one interview and I will never forget this. I was, um, it was me and five other persons in management. And I remember they asked me, how much did I get paid at my last position? I didn't understand why that was relevant to this interview or this or this particular position that I'm interviewing for. So I said to them, the important thing is I have a number in mind because I know my worth. And I got up from that table. I was so happy. I didn't have anything lined up. But the fact that I understood and I knew my worth, it was just liberating. Like I didn't have anything. I didn't have a job. But guess what? I'm not going to let anybody take advantage of me and everything that I work hard for. As PAs, I'm sure that you guys know, you know, I graduated in 2014. And I remember reading an article that says that women get paid $10,000 less than men. And then I believe last year, 2021 in March, there was an article from JAPA that reflects the same thing. It's still, I believe that particular article was $11,000 that women are getting paid less than men. And here we are, 2022. Has anything really changed? Um, What is going on with the wage gap, you know, the gender wage gap? So um, when I found locums, I realized, wow, you know, there's a need somewhere besides where I was. And not only was there a need, but they they were willing to pay me for my worth. And I actually had to ask for it. I don't want to just say here, oh, yes, you're just going to go somewhere else and get paid for everything you want. That's not how it works. You know, you don't get what you don't ask for. That's the bottom line. So when I found out, oh, you know, there is a traveling PA kind of thing going on. It was fairly new to me. I actually found out found out about it through a traveling nurse. Did some research and I made sure that when I interviewed that I asked for what I wanted and they had no issue with that. Matter of fact, when I did the position in 2018, they asked me for an extension, which I was okay with. And after that, they just kept them rolling and I rolled with it. I think that's a really good mindset is I roll with it when I know my value. And yes, there's a gender gap in every single industry. And you're correct. We see these uh, reports from AAPA from our national we self-survey. And right. we get these report back and they always do show the difference between the pay, the salary, the female and male PAs. And now we also know there are more than 50% of us are female. So how come there is a gap? But let's just put even just the gap behind us is on how do we see ourselves so we can ask for those value. And I think in the world of low-com, it becomes very of unknown. Many people have gone into it because the nurses do it so much. Right. And just like you were saying, oh, I found out from the nurses, so I start investigating to see what's going on. And I think that's the good attitude is we can always go further and faster 
by researching and talk to people who has done it instead of just going struggling and kind of figure things out by ourselves. Then why would we want to do that? We come from a traditional way. Even schooling is because we're learning from people who done it, who has gathered the shortest distance of、right. where you need to. How far you need to go to get to your destination, instead of for us to struggle and go zigzag sideways, right? We don't get what we don't ask for. How can we know our value if we don't have any idea about it? It's always a good idea to do research and talk to people with the same experience. We don't have to start from scratch and figure everything out with ourselves. We can learn from others' success and mistakes, so we can get a sense of what we are trying to achieve. So, I would love to really ask you, what are the some common questions when people come to you when you help them about getting their local jobs and knowing what to ask, how to ask? What are some of the common questions that you've been asked recently? Yeah, some of the most common questions is. About housing and transportation, and、um, hours and benefits. You know that's very important to all of us. We need that family. You know, do I just get up and leave my family? Do I have a dog or things of that nature? So those are some of the most common questions. Some other stuff that I commonly get asked about licensure. Am I paying for things out of the pocket? My DEA. You know, and so those are the most common questions that I do get. And if you guys want to find out more, <laughs> send me、um, an email, of course. But I'm very open about answering questions. There is a process. There are agencies out there to help you. So I work with agencies,、um, and they work on my behalf. So if you ever find an agency or a recruiter who's not working hard for you, then that's an issue as well. And again, I think. Regardless if it's permanent or traveling,、um, you have to ask for what you want. It just so happens, you know, in traveling there is a demand and there is a need, so you are appreciated and your time is appreciated, and you get paid for your time. Exactly. There's the differences between knowing, hey, I think they are paying me double what I'm getting right now. Let me just do it. Well. Don't think it's such a short-term vision. Now, I recently got contacted by someone who's actually a hospital inside the state, but I'm in Texas, so it's a huge state. For me to drive there will take me six to eight hours.、Right. So they told me, "You can hop on a one-hour flight." I'm like, great. What time is the flight? When you considering timing,、uh, it's actually assignment for weekend coverage. So if you think about weekend coverage, is your full. Saturday, Sunday, you were in the beeper, you rounding, you go back for consultation. I mean, surgery, so emergency. But if I'm only there for two days, or plus the Friday half the day for coverage, then if my flight, which in this case I would be only going out the flights small town, I think about those the remote locations. They might only have direct flight one day out of the whole scheduling, and that flight was coming out six p.m. And therefore, I have to fly out 6 p.m. and get there evening Thursday evening. Start my shift on Friday afternoon and cover until Monday morning. But Monday I can't leave until 6 p.m. So you're technically giving a full four days for a two and a half day commitment. Is that really worth it to you? 
right? You, you, we also have to consider all this into account and not just, oh, everything is paid for, they took care of me. You think as what's the value in those time period that you can help. Of, of course, it's different if you just have to drive for two to three hours, right? right. And then you can come and go as you need it. Right. And, you know, and time is money and money's time. <laughs> and again, we have to make sure that we're getting paid for our time. Nobody's going to give you anything. I learned so much from traveling because if you don't ask the right questions and if it's not written down on a contract, you just make it screwed. So you want to be careful about, okay, well, if there's only one flight, and that was a great point you brought up. A lot of times, some of these positions are in rural areas or in places that nobody want to live permanently. And sometimes they have small airports and may take you two flights to get there if a flight get canceled. So you want to make sure that when you are scheduling, when you can start the position, you want to give yourself enough time because a lot of times they'll ask you to come in um, one day before you start, which I don't think it's fair and I don't think it's right. So yes, you have to consider everything, the contract, the time, um, the money, the overtime. We know as PAs, a lot of times we're just salaried. And if you work overtime, it's not accounted for. Exactly. And we are seen as the exempt employees. So everything got lumped together. And I, I see a difference in when you do travel, you go to these sites. Now, of course, their existing team are still salary based, whether they have the call extra pay, whatnot, they might not. So it's also for your mindset have to be okay to say, yes, I might be making more than the existing team, but I'm just simply here to help, right? And money and how much we generate should not stop us um, performing and should not make us feel bad about um, that you're currently generating more for yourself and for your value. And most of the time, they ask you to be hired to help them out because your significant experience, because so many of these teams have less experienced people or the experienced ones happen to be on vacation or they also need to take day off, right? <laughs> Absolutely, right. So those are great points. I sell myself based on my skills and what I'm able to do. I can do you know, just be in the clinic or be in the OR, you have to understand what you're going in there for. You have to understand that you are going to fulfill a need and you need to make sure that you're okay with that. Understand how many patients you'll be seeing, you know, per day. Do you have help? Do you have a scribe? Do you have an RN who work with you? Um, every place is different. You know, I've worked in the Midwest, East Coast, West Coast, and they're all different. <laughs> so you just need to make sure that you have the skills that they acquire, make sure that, you know, that your malpractice is, co is covered as well. Um, those are things to ask. And then you want to make sure that you keep a copy of all these things, every place you've been to. Um, and consider the fact that is this a license after you're finished? Do you plan on going back to, to that state? You know, you can always discuss that with the agencies. A lot of them are generous. Um, and again, at the end of the day, medicine is a business. I know we don't like to talk about it, but we put in a lot of work and it needs to, to be talked about because we're billing, we're covering the overhead, and we just need to make sure that we get paid compensated fairly. 
Exactly, and if you think about a business, whether you are a contractor taking ten ninety nine or W two, there should be a differential when you're looking at these places. And then also don't get tricked for someone who's in a, a offers W two to say, oh, that's why we're giving you lower. It should still have proportional difference with the tax taking out and whatever benefit you can get. From these practices, and as we all know, everything's negotiable. Whether you're in a permanent position or in a low-com position, you can negotiate everything that you want to. But first, just like Fenton is saying, you need to be clear what you can offer, what do you want, what are you willing to give, how far you're willing to travel, and what's the amount of time you're willing to give, and are you okay with being super busy, right? As a Typical private practice. Now, if you、uh, your version of not get burned out, it's just to work that seven day on, seven day off. Great. Or you're only willing to work really busy for that one week or one weekend. That's still okay. Don't let anybody else to tell you that's not possible. Right. One of the things that I do enjoy is that、um, having like that third party or the middle person. You get to tell them exactly what you want and how you want it, and they go and advocate for you to the client. So there's no like back and forth. It's like this is what I want, and the end. We're either going to do it or not. And I think you know it's good to have that attitude, whether you're、um, you're speaking directly with who you will be working for, or if there's an in between person. It's good practice, but it also allows you to see, wow. I can advocate for, my, for myself the same way that somebody else is doing, and you also get to see too, like, okay, well, I put my foot down. I have these terms and standards, and they said yes to it. And if you can do that with traveling, you can do that any anywhere else.、Um, and then you know something else I I forgot to mention as well.、Um, one of the other most common questions is how long are my assignments? And、um, they typically range from, you know, they typically start out with three months. What I found out is that most places I went to typically need an extension. So, and I will know that maybe about thirty days.、Uh, if it's a short term, I'll know about thirty days before、um, they need an extension. If it's like a six month term, I may know about、um, three months before they need an extension. So that's something important to keep in mind too. Um, so yes, I have time in between assignments, which I appreciate. I have noticed that in the past few years, I don't have the same complaints as my peers, and I realize, wow, you know, sometimes I work eight months out of the year and nine months out of the year, and I have a lot of free time to spend with my family or do what I want to do and focus on my businesses.、Um, so that's the other good thing about locums, like you get work and life balance. It's like okay, so I make the same amount or more. In a traveling gig than I would with a permanent gig, and I have my mental health, <laughs> and I have my time. And for me, it's very important to have time because you can buy anything you want to, but time goes on, life goes on, and time is something you will never get back. Correct. That is so crucial. That with many people I work with, it's about how do we become more efficient while we have all the other things we want to do for our career or for ourselves. And it all come down to Sabrina. If only I have more time or energy. Well, we all have the same amount of time and energy. Well, that's debatable for the energy part. But it's really on how do you focus on yourself. 
right? What kind of decision you're making that's actually costing your time versus producing your time? And so we have to be in a, a space to just do the first step. What is the thing that I want out of life with my lifestyle, with what's feasible for me? And then you can work backwards instead of getting so excited about, oh, I'm traveling, I want to see all the new things. But if you're just going in and out, right, rushing it, you also feel tired. But if you plan it out to give yourself the dates off after these intense few days, then yes, you're creating more balance and harmony into your life. Everything, again, go back to how do you negotiate with other people for your value? And how do you really negotiate with yourself for that you honor your self-worth? And don't you think that one of the questions, a lot of people, even on many of the online forum is, what's the okay salary? What is the okay hourly rate, right? People constantly questioning instead of potentially could be asking the recruiters, what's your average way for this position and then feel out whether that feel good to you and then just ask for extra $10, $20 more if you want to. And instead of feeling like we don't know anything at all, can I actually get to that point? Absolutely. That's an excellent point. And I think a lot of times what we don't do, we don't sit and think about our self-worth. Our self-worth is tied to salary negotiation. How do you look at yourself How do you value yourself? Why is it that these men are getting paid more than us? (laughs) You know, so doing your research, knowing what you want and tying your self-worth to your salary negotiation, that can get you exactly what you want. But we got to do some deep dive in and think about where you are right now and where you want to be, what you are willing to accept and when it's time to walk away. Yes. And that last piece is so crucial. When to walk away. Many people have the false thinking of, I don't want to be confrontational, so I'm not going to brought that up. Well, if your recruiter is not supporting you, go to their manager and go to another company altogether. If the practice that you belong to for that assignment is not feeling good to you, they're also not being supportive of you then it's okay to end it and switch to a different company. Because at the end of the day, we have to believe that when you have the skill, everyone wants you. You don't have to feel like, oh my God, when is my next assignment coming, right? Like then it's in the lack state instead of the plenty state, right? Everything is possible if you become more intentional about seeking these opportunities. Anything else that you wanted to really feel like we haven't tapped into? So, yeah. And you know what? For me, I've learned over the years because I don't want you guys to, to, to think I've always had it all figured out. I haven't. I've learned through my mistakes and um, I've learned just by being bold and I've learned by being scared. You have to have faith even when you have fear and just act on your faith because the fear is always going to be there. I don't care if you're trembling, ask for what you want. For me, when I go in, I already have an idea of when I am going to walk away. And that's my first rule. Know when to walk away. (laughs) Yes. So that means you have boundary or you have a self, uh, a definitive thing to be what's okay, what's not okay. It's very powerful when you know to say no. And then when you're like, this is great, this is yes, and I definitely want to extend it. 
I, and I, I believe in this position, we're all true leaders in itself. When you become that courageous to step outside your bound, whether you're already leading a team as a PA, as a physician, whatnot, and you can still add other things into your plate, testing out the water if you want to travel, or right. this may be a phase of your life just to get some extra income before right. you go move on to the next thing. But it's so important for us to say, even when we go into that new environment, we need to be flexible. We need to see how that team is already running. And I can still be the leader to see, hey, because my experience, maybe you would like to do XYZ differently, what your thoughts are, right? You can still be that leader in a place and not feeling like you just have to dive in, learn exactly what they need to do, just go in and out. It's totally up to you how you want to take on these opportunities. It's also important that we learn when to stop. We have to set boundaries for ourselves to give us signals when something is overboard. Don't be afraid to say no because people will take advantage of us if we always say yes. If we don't place a limit, there's a huge chance that we'll spend more time than what we have signed up for. Absolutely. Um, once you know what's expected of you, you're right. How are you going to go in there? How do you get along with people? Because that may be a problem. I think traveling based on where you go, you may have to work with a lot of people or you may have to work with not so many people, you know, like I'm in orthopedic surgery. I work with several different people and surgeons. Um, so just knowing how to get along with people and remain in character, you know, have your purpose, have your passion. And that's one of the things that I love about traveling. I get to do what I love, um, which is medicine. And my other love is travel. Um, and I get to combine those two and still have my time. My time is very important to me. Um, and you can have it all. And you can have it all. And you can create it for yourself. So it's all about creating balance. And I found my balance through being a traveling PA. And the one thing that I am happy about is that there are now more opportunities for PAs, which a lot of people didn't know about it before, um, but now it's 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 more popular. It's out there, and I think it's definitely a way for the younger generation of PAs, or not even you know, people who's been in the in the profession for a long time too. Um, it's easier to do it before you start a family, or once all the kids just leave the house, right? So those are the best times to do what I always tell people. But yes, and I found. Again, what I love to do um, through locums, and um, I can help you find it as well. Don't let anyone take advantage of you and anything that you have worked hard for. Remember that you have spent time, knowledge, resources in the position that you have currently built. Believe that you have the right skills and tools to serve the community that you have been placed. Many employers would water you and your capability down because no profit out of it. However, if you make it clear what you can offer and you understand how you can help them, then you can always negotiate your price. Exactly. And it's 
tough for us to say, "Hey, I got everything. I have everything, and everything can be gelled together." And、mm. that's okay because we're just human beings, and we start to take one step at a time to morph our life into the way that we want to. And that's why I ask our speakers to take a quick holistic life assessment, where I typically have hundred questions with my private clients. I pull out ten of them with my speakers, <laughs> and、uh, loved. For you guys to really think about where you are in the realm of things. So, Fatna, when you saw your result of the life will, anything that popped into your mind? Oof,、um, let me think. <laughs> I believe the one where about my, I, you know, I really can't remember, but I want to say the one that looked more satisfying was I think it was like my career. Like I know exactly. Where I want to be in my career, and I am exactly where I want it to be. It's similar. I am right there, and some things that I believe that I need to work on was what was the one spirituality.、Um, you know, I just need to stay focused on that, really. And you know, and these things are always dynamic. Our goals are dynamic. Our jobs, things are always changing. Um, just like when I started locums, it was never my intention to do it for this long. It was my intention to just do it for a few months and then go back to my permanent job. But you know, I learned a business, and I saw how it can kind of help me、um, just do what I love. You know, to travel and have my time, and、um, that's that's when I ran with it. You know, because I wasn't finding what I wanted, so. I look where I'm at now, and how being a traveling PA has brought me there, and I'm very excited about it. And I'm excited to see where it takes me in the future. Who knows? Yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for all the PAs out there who are tapping into the world of locum to explore to see what the possibilities are. I know people are gonna want to have a lot more questions for you to answer. How could they find you? Yeah, you can find me on my Instagram at travelingpa underscore c. You can also email me. I'm not sure if we're able to share it here in a chat. Okay, but it's、uh, fed.atc.pa at gmail dot com.、Um, it's probably better to DM me on my Instagram though. We'll have that in the show notes below. I hope you liked today's episode. You're listening to me right now. Odds are, you are frustrated by how healthcare practices are running today. I'm with you. I'm looking to change the conversation that we're having in the healthcare industry. It starts with me, and it starts with you. I want to connect with you and get to know your struggles and success as a healthcare leader. Visit sabrinarombach.com/connect, where you can send me a direct message. If you like me, prefer speaking, then you can record a voice note on the page. Additionally, I can get you an exclusive invitation to one of my monthly collaboration think tanks that are limited to 30 healthcare disruptors who can accelerate your results. Now, open your browser, come to sabrinarombach.com/connect, and let's continue the conversation. She really gets the conversation. She understands. She's an incredible listener. We were talking about worthiness, and. 
she really understands the concept of it, how it affects people in their businesses, in their clinics, in, in their daily life, in their relationships. So I just want to encourage you to one, listen to our show, but to jump on board and start listening to this woman because she has so much insight and wisdom that you don't want to miss out. Hi, this is Emmanuel Anthony, human behavioral speaker, researcher, writer, teacher, author, and consultant. I just had the amazing opportunity to connect with Sabrina on what I think is amongst one of the most professional podcasts that I've been on. Uh, not only is her professionalism very high, but her understanding and her knowledge as well. Uh, working with podcasters, sometimes I'm just being interviewed, which is perfectly fine because I'm there to share my knowledge. But this is one occasion where I can definitely say that the person that I was communicating with not only was receptive and understanding to the concepts that we were communicating in terms of business and mindset and growth, but she also had, was able to elaborate and expand on those concepts. Now, I've been doing this for 11 years. I've been on a lot of podcasts. I've spoken to a lot of people with a wealth of knowledge. It was very, very fulfilling and very nice to be able to communicate with somebody that not only had a plethora of knowledge, but could share that in a bite-sized and very easily understandable kind of way. Because it doesn't matter what kind of knowledge a person has, if they can't communicate it to you, I've been speaking for the last 10, 15 years in hundreds of college campuses. Um, but to be able to speak to a peer, someone who uh, I can see eye to eye with on the same level, it becomes a conversation. Uh, I'm not talking to an audience, I'm talking to a friend, or someone that I felt like I should have met 10, 15 years ago, um, but you know, better late than never. Here I am right now to be able to just know that I'm not alone in my thoughts, uh, to know that there are other people out there who have reached the similar conclusions that I have with completely wayward and different life paths. To know that uh, there are people like us out there who believe that you can do not just option A or option B, but to do both. You can have both, that you can have taken either two without hurting other people. There's an ethical ability that one may have when they channel their empathy to reach people and to have them go far together. I'm Christine Nguyen, I'm a family physician and um, the founder of the White Coat Romance, the dating app in development for um, healthcare professionals um, and the larger community of White Coat professionals. And I had the honor of being a guest on the uh, Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast as hosted by the wonderful and lovely Sabrina Renbrack, whom is so empowering. Um, I love her energy. I love all the work that she's doing to support healthcare professionals. And we had just a blast, like talking about um, all the things that are relevant um, in our community and all the work that we're doing. And I love uh, listening to all of her podcasts and all the guests that she's interviewing um, and all the great work that they're doing. And it's just so inspiring. Um, her energy is infectious. And I love um, that she is constantly uplifting this community. So I encourage that everybody go out there and go check out her podcast. I would go ahead and binge on all the episodes like I did and you won't regret it. 